Hey everyone, this is Bowen. Just wanted to let you know that throughout this episode, we go on a lot of random, unrelated tangents, and in the interest of time, I have edited them out and replaced them with quotes from Obama. Stupid motherfuckers. Anyway, here's the episode. Alright class, uh, we're gonna get started with attendance first. Uh, I have my sheet in front of me. Is Kay here? Present. Alright, thanks Kay. And Margaret? Here. All right, and my name's Bowen. Welcome to PedPod, the pedagogy podcast. It's, it's not, not what you think, think it is. is. So everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening to the first episode, downloading it, subscribing it, commenting it, rating five stars. Guys, can you believe it? We are the number one podcast on the internet. Like, that's... I don't you, believe that. Yeah. You, what, do, you, do you believe it or not believe it? Have I you believe it. I need to see some sources. No, I need it's, them in MLB no, format. No, you don't. No, you don't. And... You just... <laughs> It's like when you cite a research paper source. Some guy told me this. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like the New York Times. Yeah. Or, or Bowen, which or is Bowen. just as reputable. But yeah. anyway, we've been we we went off to a great start, and we're just gonna keep the ball rolling, keep this ped pod train going. So again, we made a Google Doc. We have two main topics to talk about, but this episode we're gonna complain. We are going to be negative Nancys. We're just gonna really just like shit on <laughs> teaching and not teaching itself, but like the universe, the institution, you know? Yes. The institution yes. that we teach in. Teaching is good. The institution, yeah. eh. Anyway, yeah. so it is the end of July. Like a lot of universities, uh, we're gonna start early, classes early, in the middle of August, and then we'll end with Thanksgiving break. So we have three more weeks before it's getting started, and I feel like we're no, like the more messaging they give us, the more confusing it is. Like, so can someone explain, like, what what is the hybrid instructional model? What, what exactly, because it's not fully online, but like, what is it? Can you explain it? Yeah, it's basically like, it's trying to like create in a sense of like we, the student, the teacher, the person can either opt in to in-person or do it in a way that would make it with online. But like basically it's like you don't have to be on campus, but also like our provost came out with a statistic saying that only 9% of classes will be remote which is yet another way in which they're kind of giving this like false equivalency. Is that the word? They're like giving us like a false choice, basically. Like they're setting a precedent that only 9% of classes will be remote. Um, but then they're also still saying, you will have autonomy and control over how you want your class to be, either in person or online. But regardless, Another confusing thing that they say is that you have to have an in-person experience available for the student, which is yeah. like... So we're 
we're going to be beamed into the classrooms, basically. Like, if you're teaching remotely, mm-hmm. your image will be projected into a classroom somehow where, where maybe some students will be there and some definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, then, so then in the classroom, you can be like, okay... Everyone, take out your computer and open up Zoom, which you could do yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah it, it, that is exactly the thing. Like, the, there was, like, a town hall. It was, like, streamed on YouTube. And what the provost kept stressing is that we want this in-person experience. We know that education, we know that education is more effective when people are actually in the classroom. But, like... Will it really be more effective to be on your laptop and sit six feet apart from other people and like you'll discuss physically, but like, I don't know it. I really don't understand what exactly the advantage is to having this weird thing, but Mm. I don't know, like out of curiosity, how are you envisioning your classes for this semester? Ooh. Who wants been, to go first? For me, I can go. It's for me. It's been like, it's been hard for me to visualize it, especially the class. For like the classes I'm taking, I'm, I know that they're all pretty much going to be like online, remote instruction. They, I have not heard anything about my classes. Do they tell you? I no. heard from one of mine. Okay. And I'm assuming from one of the the class that Kay and I both have. I'm pretty sure that's going to be remote. That's just okay. what. Because we took they 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 sent us like a survey. Yeah. But I'm, I was just like honestly. No one's like saying, whether I can't or can do stuff, and that's actually very much like a hallmark of how our institution kind of runs things when it comes to graduate student instruction. Nobody says you have to or cannot do it or like you must or you shouldn't, but like. At the end of the day, you sort of just end up calling your own shots, which can be yeah, like helpful. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, my class is going to be online, and so I yeah. just I, I didn't do that for myself because I was like, I don't want to just like keep putting off and keep waiting and like not being sure about what I'm going to do or like expect that in some way that like the administration is finally going to give a directive that makes sense. I'm kind of just going my own with my own thing, and I'm like, yeah, this class is going to be online. That's how I'm going to plan it. I don't want to have like additional stress as we get closer to the semester being like, Ooh, what am I going to do? So I, I agree. just made an executive decision. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah, you're the executive in the classroom. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do have to make a decision because it's like, you need enough time to prepare either way. And so, yeah, like yesterday I started moving my materials from last semester into like, the web platform we're using for mm. this semester because also like we have to learn that we it's a also new have one, to right? learn a new one ah, yeah. yeah and it's like this would be so much more i don't know i think it was just like bad timing in that they were like okay we're we're gonna switch over to this new web platform and then the pandemic hit and then yeah yeah so i don't know i think like you margaret i'm just planning to make it online, but also I think how I'm going to do that, I think I am going to hold class meetings via Zoom once a week. Mm-hmm. 
which is different from how I finished out last semester. Yeah, I definitely middle. I want to hold in person class meetings. For me, it's just honestly, uh, I not in person, but like in, oh sorry, sync, sorry, like, like, Zoom. like, yeah, like right. on Zoom per- classes. So it's like it's mm-hmm. it's like we we can have a discussion live. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Like three, uh, every like okay, you said once a week. Uh, Margaret, do you think every class will be via Zoom? I don't or? know. Okay. Maybe, probably not everyone, but sure, a fair amount. I think. I just think yeah, that's more like. That's more about, that's like more how I teach. It's more, it's easier for me to do it that way. Um, yeah. I just, cause I do a lot of like talking with people and like activities and yeah, I just yeah. find it easier that way. So probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, are you finding it, is it easy to adapt your previous material onto this, like onto like a fully online class? Do you find? Uh, I don't know. I think. <sighs> I'm just like sighing about it. I think I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm trying not to think about how easy or hard it is. And just, I'm just kind of trying to like ignore the past in some ways or, or like, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've really just been focusing on like the materials and less on the method at this point. Cause yeah, it's like super right. early for me anyway because I just started doing this like yesterday yeah um where it's like okay I know I want to teach this and this and this so Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of getting that together I know like for me personally unlike well the way I finish out the semester I know okay like you had uh zoom conferences with every single student and Mm -hmm. then like no more synchronous like video things right yeah that's correct I did something similar, but even like lower effort, which is, I didn't, I think I already talked about this last time, but like, I didn't want to do any sort of Zoom meetings. I just, I don't want to hold class that way. I don't want everyone to be on their webcam and then like staring vacantly as they're like looking at their Instagram on another tab or whatever. Totally. It's just, I don't want to deal with that. Like, it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. Yeah. And like I'm sitting in my childhood bedroom and I have to tell my like, mom, don't come in 10 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It'd be really <laughs> embarrassing. So what I did was have fully, it was all pre-recorded video lectures, which I think worked because there was already kind of a sense of everyone knew everyone. And yeah. like, you know what to expect because we already did this for a while. And actually, I got kind of like positive, like people were saying like, oh, thank you for doing all this extra work. And I was like, it was actually less work, but <laughs> like, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and like, no, but you know what was extra work was the last activity I did a fun thing as like, all right, guys, we're going to have a class playlist. It's going to be uh, COVID-19 themed. Uh, think of a song that's been on your mind a lot. And oh no! It, no, it wasn't bad. Like one of them did like Owl City, which uh-huh. is not. <laughs> I didn't quote. know they still knew that. I thought yeah. Owl City was like a blip when we were all like fourteen. Well, Owl City's Christian, so I feel like uh, any no. like Christian group mm. will have their uh, audience for a while. Okay. No, that yeah, that's sense. that like yeah. That's my theory. Back, she's definitely Christian. <laughs> But so, yeah, the the closet Christian did Owl City. But I had so many international students, international Chinese students 
that a lot of them, one of them did the theme song to a Taiwanese soap opera. <gasps> one of them did like a Japanese hip hop song. Uh, one of them, do you know, it was by the police, like, don't stand so close to me or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, because like, oh, that's so. Don't uh, stand. So don't close, stand. So, so yeah. Close, or whatever. And it, it's actually about. Uh, a teacher wanting to fuck their female high school student, if you listen to the lyrics. Yeah, and Sting was a teacher. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. That, it's like that. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. They did that one. Someone, <laughs> uh, no, I, whatever. And someone ended with uh, Runaway by Kanye West. But they oh. didn't do the the full version, which is better oh. with the like the four minute vocoder one where he's like, which is really cool. So we ended with that one. I just heard like a 2002 Kanye. Like not only that, it was a song. It was a song from like late registration. I heard it on the radio the other day, and I was just like, wow, I really miss this. Like a lot, because like I was like, this is so good, like. And She's why? amazing. Summertime chai. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Wait, yeah. so is this like a thing like Sorry, driving around the Chicago suburbs, you tune it to like the hip hop station and it's just all Kanye all the time? Or No, it's not just Kanye. No, but I, I mean, I, I like to, I listen to the two hip hop stations a lot when I drive. And then there's also like a throwback R&B hip hop station that I listen to. Yeah. Okay. And then I listen to like the top 40 stations. And there's like a rock but, one, but it's like not as good to be honest. Yeah, like wow. alternative rock. <laughs> rock. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Chicago represent. But mm-hmm. so that was yeah, that was probably honestly the thing I put the most effort into was that playlist. But this is all to say that like for the fall semester, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm just gonna say actually I was envisioning this because I want to do all pre-recorded video lectures. But then I feel like I have to send an email to my students before the ad drop deadline of like, hey, there's not going to be any synchronous thing. It's all going to be video lectures. I don't want any of you feeling like you have to go into a classroom. That's stupid. Don't do it. If you want to drop this class, go ahead. But then like, like what if one of them like is a fucking narc and like emails the (laughs) provost is like... He said, I'm like, no. Well, I think that's again like where the benefit of us having so much leeway actually comes in is like if you do that on a week by week basis, then they never have, no one will ever have to set foot inside of a classroom. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of like keep that, if you technically keep it as an option, then you you'll mean, be like, fine. Zoom? Well, if you keep like, yeah, a synchronous Zoom meeting where like some people are in the classroom, if you make that an option just like implicitly by like flex at (laughs) existing, um, (laughs) at redacted, um, existing, then you can like every week send out your video or and your pre-recorded lecture or whatever. I, I was just thinking, like, I mean, I want to do most, like, maybe, like, twice a week do, like, in-person Zoom, but, or not in-person Zoom. When I say in-person Zoom, I mean, like, everybody yeah, right. gets on Zoom, but I would expect that all of my students would be doing it from their dorm room or their house or their apartment or wherever they're staying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would, 
I would dis I would heavily discourage people from going in person, but I just think personally like it's easier it's easier for me to think of this like this is a class where we talk to each other in real time and all of that real time talking is happening over videos. And there's no reason that you guys have to be in the same room together. And I really don't think students are going to. I don't know. I just like. I don't know. I don't know. It's like conversely, no though, it's they these students are share if they're sharing dorm rooms, then maybe their roommate is asleep and they can't come to right, class. Yeah. Maybe like or if they're at home, maybe they're they don't have a private space in their home where they can work yeah. uninterrupted. So I understand the desire to have a separate space to do that work still. Yeah. Um, totally. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, like personally for myself, like I'm sure everyone's like wigging out about setting up home offices and things like that because I really, my apartment is like my sanctuary to not, to like not have to work. Like last semester I was really trying not to bring any of my work into any of the teaching work into my home. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that psychically. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. one of, honestly, I was thinking like one of the biggest casualties is like, uh, I made, sh I made a point cause like some of our classmates, they'll like, they'll spend as much time, they'll spend as much time at home as possible and only go to campus when necessary. They do all their work at home, but like, yeah. no, I'm going to treat it as like, this is my shift. Like, yeah. Every morning I'm going to go to campus, I'll stay there the whole time till dinner time. And when I'm not in the building where we teach at, I'll go to the library. And like yeah. I'll just hang out in the library the whole time. And then so like that's like what you were saying, Kay, is this division between this is my relaxing space, this is my workspace. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's honestly, I miss libraries. Me too. That's yeah. a big thing. That's going to be really libraries. hard for me. We're all a library to work at. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us do th do this. I think we all like really separate our work life, mm -hmm. workspace. I try to. It's like sometimes it doesn't work. I like, I'll fuck around at the library the whole time. I was like, oh whatever, yeah. and I'll go home. Like I guess like now I need a reason. You know, like it's. Mark, it's like what you were, no, okay, it's like what you were saying the other day. It's like, hang on, I need a change of scenery, except instead of going to a different building, you just walked into another room in your apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, is, this is what it One is. One of the two rooms. Yeah. yeah. I only have this bedroom, but whatever. No. It's fine. Um, I don't, yeah, so, I don't know. And, like, with the, with the thing of, like, the... Like, what if your roommate is sleeping? Can we talk about the what they said about moving in? Like, okay, you want to explain? Uh, not really. It's just a, that was a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, so much for that transition. Kind of killed the momentum. Sorry. But, <laughs> all right. All right. So basically, what they're doing, let me explain, is they... Margaret, it's like what you were saying, Margaret, of like, I don't want to wait for the administration to come up with whatever. I'm just going to start making my own decisions now. Yeah. They have delayed constantly when you will actually be able to move in. Mm -hmm. And apparently two days ago, all of the undergrads were told, like, it's going to be staggered. You'll go in this week and da-da-da-da-da. And they did. And so basically the way it works is that they're going to try and, quote, de-densify housing. 
So they have all the dorms, but that obviously can't be full capacity. So this whole either semester or year, I don't know, but they are paying over $20 million to rent out nearby hotels. And so that way they'll be able to space people out more. And there is a shelter in place thing where like what they're saying is, okay, shelter in place at home for seven days, just don't see anyone and then move and then shelter in place for another seven days with your pod, which is what they're calling it. Which is, are the, those are the people who are going to become like your roommates or like maybe it'll be like the other people who live on your hall or something. I don't maybe there will only maybe there won't be roommates and they'll all be yeah. like single. It'll no. be like in a hallway. There's gonna be like five people. Or something. It's 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 not it's not the other people in the hall. I don't know what it is about uh, if people will be living singles. Hopefully, but yeah, the the pod is I believe six people. And four to six people, right. And basically, you're going to treat it as your household. Like, this will be your family, mm-hmm. essentially. And, like, you, that will be your quarantine bubble together. And yeah. so all of you will shelter in place for a week together. And then, oh, here. Much like a family household, members of a pod can forgo some distancing restrictions. Right. So that's your home. You shelter in place together. And then after that, you can attend in-person class. And something I love that it says in the official messaging is that it's important to note that due to our phased arrival approach, on-campus pods will filter will finish sheltering in place, a period we are calling pod week at different times. And so I'm just imagining, number one, how many meetings they had to try and come up with that phrase. And number two, like, because they, they always come up with, like, orientation, like, um, icebreaker bullshit, you know? Like, oh, let's all play pickup sticks or something. But now it's like, <laughs> what, what is pod week? Like, is this, I don't know. I, God. It sounds like, oh, I lost it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm zoned out. It sounds like, yeah, well, I was just blabbering on whatever. I just, yeah, whatever. You don't need to. I just attention. think I, they're trying to make it sound cute and fun. Like, oh, you're going to have your pod. You're going to bond. It's going to be, they're going to yeah. be like trauma bonding over their yeah. isolation together, yeah. which is, you know, just like liberal arts school. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> What? I went to a state school. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, if you were people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See them all the time. And you can't get away from them. Even if you love them. (laughs) Um, what are boundaries? Um Yeah. Oh my gosh. Something okay, I, I know this is like a kind of a grim thought, but it's a real thought. But what I worry about with these pods, and I so what I what I was saying about the hallways as the pod, I was envisioning like, in a given hallway on a dorm, it's a, a bunch of it's like, let's say there's like ten double dorm rooms on that hallway, there will be only like five of those occupied with like one only one person in each dorm room, and so mm-hmm. that those people on your hall are like your pod. That was how I was like. In- uh. That makes because they have to share a bathroom. That makes yeah, because like, they would share that like that that wing of the bathroom or something. Um, But what I really worry about is like just what if uh, what if somebody needs to move? 
Like, what if, like, 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 I mean, like, and, like, uh, like, because there's, like, an instance of, like, sexual misconduct, you know? And people, people need to get moved. That, That happens, like, in college. Like, people can't stay in their dorm room because they're being, like, harassed or, like, somebody's mm-hmm. treating them shittily or something bad happened. And, like, those things will continue to happen. Absolutely. Even though COVID... And I they, just, might, like, they might even be worse because, like, rates of child abuse are going up now because, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, no. Isolation amplifies yeah. all and, like, of this. And everybody is... Yeah, and, and nobody feels like they have control of anything. And I just, I just worry about, like, do they have protocols in place for how they would get students emergency housing, how they would be able to, like, go through that if wouldn't that then, like, completely, like, disrupt the pod structure, you know? And, like, I don't know. It sounds like a really bad situation. No, it's true, though. It's something... uh, I think you're saying, like, do they have protocols in place for da-da-da-da-da? I think the answer Mm -hmm. is no, probably not. Yeah, like, contingencies, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention when, inevitably, students get sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... As far as the quarantining seven days beforehand, how are you going to like, it's probably not possible for every member of the household they live in to also do this. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. This is the complaining episode. This is the yeah. complaining episode. I mean, it's it's just full of holes. Like there, there's like, they're just like, yeah, like. Eat separately if members of your household are unable or unwilling to shelter in place. How do you eat separately, though? What if you like, live in, like, a two-room apartment or something? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just, I, like, it's just, like, it's just a way, it's, like, what it is, is it's, like, the university can, this is how I think about things, but this is, this the fact that they released this information, it's, like, the university can refer to it should they go to, like, court for any reason right that they did tell people that they must protect they must follow these procedures to protect themselves and their health but the procedures are actually like completely you can't enforce them it's sort of like how in every restaurant it says employees must wash hands before returning to work like that's a protection so like if somebody gets like salmonella they can be like well we tell our we tell our employees to wash our hands so it's not our fault that you got sick from eating our food. It's, like, the same idea, but it's just, like, writ large on, like, this institutional level. You know what I mean? It's just Also yeah. during it's a just, pandemic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, yes, yes. And it's just, it's just bullshit. Like, it just doesn't work. Like, these are, you can't enforce any of this. You can't. It's also, I think, important to note that every... <laughs> really like access to money like money mm-hmm. allows for the kind of flexibility that not having like a strict <sighs> defined protocol uh, or whatever i don't know it's like so like you have a stag you have staggered entrances of the students right it's like okay well how far ahead are do the students know when they're supposed to get there like maybe like are their parents going to be able to bring them how are they how are they going to get it there like like not everyone has parents with cars who can like drive them to college like Mm -hmm. can are you taking the train there are you taking a bus like are you showing up with a suitcase like there 
or like if you do have parents who can drive you they have to get yeah. off work they have to get off work yeah and a lot of times you need to give like two weeks notice before you can exactly yeah do that. yeah yeah like it's, it's like there's it's just riddled yeah no it's it's completely inaccessible and in, inflexible in that sense hmm. you know even though it's like a high flex model which is the like general term that people I, speaking of traveling in, like, they they do try to address that, which is maybe similar to what, Margaret, you're saying of, like, oh, we told everyone to wash our hands. It's a similar thing of, like, safe traveling, which is, like, oh, we told everyone to safe travel. And so, like, there's basically so different... So they're protected, yeah. The university yeah, so, is protected. I mean, yeah, not the people. at the expense of the humans, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. there's a whole thing of, like, oh, traveling in a private car is safest, but it's, that's not possible. Use a bus and uh, don't touch the railings. Uh, stay away from people. Don't touch the little windows or whatever. It's, yeah, I... S-M-H. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, viewers, you can't see it. Listeners, you can't see it. But <laughs> Kay is shaking the fuck out of their head. But, yeah. no, like, what I'm... All right, so side note, with the corporate immunity thing, mm-hmm. um, like, there, there's a petition going around. of It was a law student who came up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. remember this, right? Yeah. Is, uh, like, basically, Pitt is part of this uh, lobbying group that is trying to get, uh, I think, Congress to pass corporate immunity, which basically says they're not liable for anything bad happening because of COVID. So, like, it's, like like you said, dark. And it's just like, okay, the only reason they would be be interested in having that pass is because they know that something yeah it's inevitable well, statistically, statistically yeah, like it it's inevitable. someone's gonna statistically like students are gonna get sick and, and die staff and die yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna yes. happen students yeah. and also like especially the essential workers because yes. like like the implicit assumption is like oh you guys who pay for tuition you'll be safe we'll have janitors it right. specialists this whole thing of yeah food people who serve the food Yes, food workers, which, food. again, yeah. this could be so much safer if you didn't have to clean the buildings because none of the buildings were open, you know? Right. But And then those people wouldn't have jobs. That's true, yeah. But it's, it's just like, that's just why capitalism is evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like you, you have to work have to, to live. You have to have a job to live. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm so up. against work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, yeah, like, the whole, like, this whole thing is, this has been said a million times, but this whole thing is thrown into relief of, like, oh, if you don't have this thing that you you hate to do every day, you will die. So, (laughs) damn it. And then if you do the thing, it's very likely you could also die from this thing that Mm -hmm. suddenly came up. But... Um, that's why, like, in the, we wrote an open letter to the university administration. Mm-hmm. It's went through a bunch of versions, but one of them is, the, the basic demands are, uh, one, go online, and then two, reduce tuition accordingly. But part mm-hmm. of both of those things that we made sure to say is don't cut anyone's salaries or jobs, mm-hmm. because that can't be used as an excuse. But, Margaret, you pointed out that, like, a lot of, like, the security people or a lot of the food workers and what have you are contracted out. 
And yeah. so, again, that's another way of avoiding liability or right. any sort of responsibility. I'm, so. I'm also wondering about like federal work study students. Like I was a federal work study student. I worked in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. You know, are students going to be in like are poorer students going to be put in more dangerous positions by the nature of the work that they have to do to get their federal work study i don't know i'm just speculating i haven't looked up if i haven't i haven't heard a peep about that like federal work study like how that because no because so yeah so many students do that yeah. I could have sworn there was something in the campus newspaper, like right when the shit went down in March, that was about <laughs> students uh, like essentially being essential workers and like, yeah. you know, wow. basically endangering themselves like that. Yeah. But, oh, sorry, not uh, university students. We'll have to make you already another did that edit earlier. about that. Oh, did I? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just have to point out when I did it. <laughs> God damn it. It's difficult. But it's such a, it's such, because it's so, it's one, it's, it's, it's a certain number, what, god damn it, fucking, whatever. (laughs) Anyway. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. All right. Yeah, so, I don't know. It basically, there's a lot to complain about. It seems like a lot of bad things are going to happen. What I was worried about concerning the moving in thing is that, like, how are you going to guarantee that people will shelter in place for seven days? And, like, Mm -hmm. You After they move in or before? Before. Like, yeah, oh, you can't. You can't. I think basically they're saying, like, I for, I don't know. If, did I read this? Like, oh, it's the honor system. Like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, all right. No, it's, Should... yeah, it's the equivalent It's the equivalent of a restaurant saying that all employees must wash hands. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's you know, It's very hard to enforce it. Yeah, you just, it's impossible. But it protects, it protects them from future liability because they can look, the university can go back and be like, well... We gave them the guidance to shelter in place. If they didn't do that, that means the fact that they got sick was their fault, etc. And it just like mm-hmm. it becomes like a legal argument. Yeah, you know, and they're set up to fail. How yeah. can we? So I th- I think we should inject some positivity into this. Um, oh, yeah, man. complaining. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like okay, so what can we do to generate? Uh, I don't know anything good. We can make this shitty experience as good as possible yeah. for these kids who are probably starting college and then yeah. <laughs> going yeah. into this. Um, I don't know. Make a playlist, an int- a welcome playlist. That's uh, nice. I, I wonder if we could do like if we could send out surveys for them. Ask them what they need or want. Yeah, or like we could also just do basic things like, are you planning to come to campus? Like, are you going to be in university housing? Things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I just, I do think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good to like be in communication and be like, be like real with your students, you know, about like, I mean, students like freshmen in college have like not in general, at least I wouldn't have as a freshman in college, like developed the like level of like jadedness and skepticism I have towards like institutions of learning now you know because they still like have kind of taken like all like wow college like everything (laughs) I got in here they chose me to be here I'm so excited to be here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so so I don't want to like go off and and be like your school does not care about you (laughs) (laughs) you but I care about you in the real world yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't want to be like, like that hard, but I want to. I yeah. also, but also like the 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 fact that the pandemic has really changed how, perhaps how many people's like perceptions of. I feel like it's ripped. It's like ripped the the like curtain away and exposed some of like the bad behaviors that happens in these institutions of learning. Yeah. And I wonder if more students than we give credit to would look at this guidance from our university and say, this is bullshit. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Wait, one one other thing. Sorry, one other thing I just thought of. We could could have them close read these documents. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ice cold. Uh-huh. I think I that, love would be, that. that would be really cool to do. I might actually do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. No, yeah, no, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, and then you start to teach them, like, maybe you should question these institutions, guys. Maybe yeah. maybe you should a little be suspicious of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, ra- as far as, like, radicalizing our students and opening their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean, re- like, con- contorting their minds, indoctrinating them. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, indoctrinating them into learning how to, like, think about things. Um, I, I really think that just using what is all around us mm-hmm. all the time is a great way of doing that in this present moment especially yeah and it's like also if you're teaching what's happening in the world yeah yeah, yeah this this some this goes back to something i i have to admit i didn't start thinking about i haven't started adapting my class to this semester yet but like what we're this is something we talked about last time like how do we bring the real world into our class? And like, I don't know, how much how much do I want to do that? How much should we do? The election is coming up. Um, we talked about, we already talked about this. But mm-hmm. I think, hey, you're basically right. You know, honestly, it can be a thing of like, these things we're teaching you are not abstract and stupid you can actually apply them to things that are going on in your life and that affecting yeah. you that are affecting you right now because this is affecting everyone yeah i also think like it sounds really basic but like i think it is really a great thing that we have this semester a ton of visiting artists who are like black artists um who a lot of them are kind of like avant-garde in a way or just like people that our students would not have learned about in high school or experienced the work of, like people who I hadn't experienced the work of until college or grad school. And Mm -hmm. um, I think like really incorporating that into the syllabus, it'll like if, if there's work that like we're unfamiliar with as teachers, it's more work to also learn that material, but I think it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you can get, I feel like it's always, especially kids, at least I was always really drawn to just like multi, multimedia. Like I love, I loved when I was in an English class and we got to like talk about a painting or something like that. Like, or a movie or or something like that. It's just like, I just find it. It's like, it just like switches things up. You know, it doesn't always have to be like a reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, hey, you you teach images. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Images text, text is all around us. Yeah. yeah. What is Every, it? Text. Everything's text. 
Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. A person's a text. Bart, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the pleasure of the text. <laughs> the pleasure du text. I don't know what? how to say yeah, French at all. Sure. <laughs> so, I just yeah. call him Roland. Rolly roll. You know what I'm saying? Roll. Text. I think teaching mythologies would be like Ooh, yeah. a good way to, mm-hmm. you know. I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach um, some Ariana Ryan's poems for sure. Ooh, there's the a there's one I book. Yeah, there's one I think is really. I mean, just it's amazing in terms of like, yeah, it's maybe maybe our activity should be some bibliomancy, like just some open pedomancy. No, <laughs> open the sandbook. Mm-hmm. Open a sandbook. Oh, and oh right, just that's see where that it means. lands. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should do that. I only ever hear that in the context of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. This is my Bible. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a poem about it. The Sandbook? Yeah. It's called The Sandbook by Ariana Ryan. It's the name of my A Sandbook. Sorry. Yeah. I love okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> Will you read feel- it? Sure. Now? Maybe not On right now. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe later. <laughs> Um, I think we should take a it's break. Patreon now. content. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Patreon content. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna open the window. It's too hot in here. All right. Okay. Let's take a break. So, um, Google Doc, the next thing is pedagogy training, like, because none of us, like, um, studied education or have mm-hmm. any sort of formal training. Although, Margaret, you actually did it, but mm-hmm. again, no formal training. And so part of what they do here is, before we get started, give us some training, which mm-hmm. takes the form of before the week that we start teaching is an orientation thing. And then throughout uh, both semesters of our first academic year is weekly pedagogy seminars. So I think, where should we start? Maybe like, Margaret and I were talking about this beforehand in these endless video chats we now have these days. (laughs) But like, where, what, Kay, Kay, what were you doing before you came here? And then like, what was your mindset going into it? Okay, so... Probably the day before I moved into my apartment, which is an attic apartment. So it's a garret, a poet's mm-hmm. garret. And um, it has no AC or like circulation really. And so it was like blistering hot. It was terribly hot, terribly, terribly hot. And I had a box fan and it was just like on me in my mattress. It was on the floor. Um, so the, I was coming from that to pedagogy training after mm. moving yeah after moving across the country from yeah. portland yeah mm. that seems yeah no that that <laughs> like we we had like similar things of like i had been in the hospital and i was dealing with health stuff and i was thinking like uh i i got into this thing like uh i had been unemployed for so long living at home and like I thought I would never get better from the health thing. 
and I was waitlisted and I only squeaked in because someone else decided not to go here. And so then I was like feeling very inadequate, very low self-confidence, very self-loathing. Like, oh man, stupid. And then just, and then my worst fears were confirmed when I walked into that room for orientation because it was really rough. I so, met you. You were the first person I met, Bowen. Yeah, I was actually, Han, I read this to Margaret, which I'll read it to you now, which is I took notes every day. And oh my about, God. and I the the first note I met I, I the first note I wrote was about you, and hopefully I'll just read it uncensored. You'll, this is just how I think. Go <clears> for it. Convo and lobby with K, possibly mixed race, and then like up, a quote from you: black but light skinned. I think that's what you said during orientation. Curly kinky hair, first year MFA in poetry, studied duende, a concept in Spain about quote, energy from the earth, death, pain, or something. <laughs> Music and other stuff, I forget. Took a semester off because of being, quote, extremely mentally ill. That was the first conversation I had with anyone uh, in this thing. And I was saying to like, Margaret, like, yeah, I think I just basically try and like, uh, like Terminator style, what's your race? Like when I meet someone Asian, I'm like, what kind of Asian are you? Like, what? You, you know? didn't ask me my race. I know, but this sort of like my, it was going on in my mind. Yeah. So is the thing, so. Wow. Do you remember that conversation from your end? Probably yeah. not in that much detail. Yeah, I remember, um, yeah, I think I like, I forget who, I, th I feel like you approached me maybe because I don't approach anyone ever as a rule. I don't do that either. And I, I think I That's why I'm like, like, how I did we, literally, how did we meet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember you, you know, like before you get to, so before Bowen gets to know anyone, you are just like completely like, like stone faced, just like no facial expression, um, which did not put me off. Um, Good to hear. Literally doesn't it? Cause I, yeah, I get it. I don't know, but you were just like very direct and you were like, like asking me questions. I don't know. You just asked me whatever questions prompted me to say. You studied Duende things. and I looked it up on Wikipedia afterwards. Yeah, and yeah. then I remember you saying, like, I remember saying, like, the, like, yeah, like, extremely mentally ill, haha, -ha, whatever, and then you're like, yeah, the disabilities resources offices are usually really good about that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, actually, thanks. <laughs> no, because so I, I remember, that you, was one of the first yeah. things I did, was register for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still haven't, you know why? Because my disability precludes me from actually finishing it. What? <laughs> I literally can't navigate the website. I give up. I've gone, I've gone to the office twice yeah. to like try to get the accommodation stuff done. And they're like, okay, like you can sit here and like fill out the forms. And I'm like, this is the issue. I like literally cannot fill out the forms. <laughs> I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> and then what are they like? Are they like, no, oh. then, then I was like, oh shit. I remember I have an appointment somewhere else i have to go mm. um yeah that's yeah. my life <laughs> anyway yeah 
honestly, I don't know <laughs> how useful is it even. I thought of it as like insurance policy. Liable. Mm-hmm. I'm not liable if I go crazy, essentially. Yeah. is That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah. have to renew it every year. Ugh. I don't know. It's so dehumanizing. You have to like pick a primary disability. I'm like, I don't know. It's all like, which one's my favorite? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's, yeah. this is also a weird thing. We're going on a tangent here. A monkey. <laughs> Damn. It's like, mm-hmm. it's applied after the, f- anyway. All right. This has been a whole tangent. This has been Bowen's uh, Psychology's a Lie uh, hour. <laughs> we can go back to the thing. Uh, Margaret, what, wh- so yeah, Kay and I were having this, a terrible conversation where I was trying to ascertaining their race and they were intimidated <laughs> by my lack of expression. Uh, what were you I wasn't to? intimidated. Sorry, continue. Uh, okay, yeah, I was just presenting very oddly. I was presenting certain symptoms that could be patho- pathological. But anyway, Margaret, what were, where were, yeah, what were you doing? How are you feeling coming into this, the whole thing? I was super nervous. I, we had like, oh, well, I think I got there after, I think I got there kind of late, a little bit late. Yes, I don't you were rem- late. Yeah, I kind of remember, like, most people had, like, kind of come in, and I got a really shitty seat in the... I got, like, the shittiest seat. Like, mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, in between, like, a cabinet and, like, a corner and a door. There just, like, wasn't a lot of space. It was a mm. crappy room. Like, the whole room sucked. <laughs> like, I hate Complain. that room. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, it was, like... Um, but I was so nervous. Like, and I, I... The first person I talked to was somebody who's, like, a who was at the time a second year PhD student in like rhetoric. Um, And so it was nobody who was like, I was coming in with really. And then, yeah, I was just like, I was incredibly anxious because I was worried because we had to like teach something on our first day. They wanted to like see us like teach something that we know about. And so I, I like deeply overthought that. And I showed people how to pot, pot like, plants did you bring in i brought uh, in a bag of potting soil mums and a terracotta pot (laughs) i was like wow she's so prepared really hardcore and i was like i was like shaking was Was that why you were late because you had to lug that onto the bus uh, probably, I don't know. There was an issue okay. when I got on the bus. Like, I didn't have enough money. I don't know. It was something, it was like, it was like classic, like, little errors. And then, like, I was sweating and I was, like, so nervous. And then it was really hot. Yeah. And you didn't look nervous at all. I had no, no idea. Yeah, you I were thought nervous. You, were, you were a cool customer yeah, when you I were potting that plant. <laughs> but, okay. yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I was just like really anxious. And, like, I was, and I was saying to Bo before, I was like, definitely like, going through like a depressive episode throughout that summer and also mm-hmm. just sort of through all of our first semester and like yeah it was just really tough and I just felt like we were getting like an overwhelming amount of information just like thrown at us and then I just remember one of the like leaders of the workshop who was a professor was just like yeah like you're gonna have like this much of your syllabus done by Wednesday and I was like we have right to yeah yeah I was yeah like, I was- what <sighs> We have to write what? a syllabus? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I haven't I was, seen a syllabus in years. I, yeah. I was just like, yeah, no, I was literally like, I thought they were like, give us something. Like, They I don't, did. They did give us a template. They did. Remember that? So, the yeah. staff syllabus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just like, 
And then it was just so intense because then, like, everybody... So, because so many of the people who were in this training, the majority of them already, like, knew each other. Yeah. And, um, right, yeah. Because they were older, or they were, they were more in graduate school. It was we everyone knew each other except for us. Yeah. And were I we the knew only one incoming people? Yeah. We were the huh. only first years. Okay, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was really intense. Um, and so, yeah, so we... Yeah, it was just really, it was, sorry, I'm being, like, completely inarticulate, but I was terrified. Yeah. I was so nervous, and then I was so overwhelmed by the amount of information that was getting thrown at us, and then people would ask, like, super specific questions, like, questions where it was, like, about a specific circumstance that could happen in a classroom, and how would we handle that? Like, I remember that being a question that got asked, like, it was, like, what if, like, like, what if one of our students is a Trump supporter? Like, stuff like I remember that, that like, yes. Yeah, would come up, and it's just, like, in my head, I remember, because, like, I was in such, like, a vulnerable state at that point. Like, I'm more confident now, and I, like, I'm more, like, assimilated into this graduate school environment, but at the time, I wasn't at all. But, like, now I would just be, like, these are such stupid questions. These are, like, waste of time questions. Like, at a certain point, it's, like, we can't parse out every single possibility what will happen like that's not productive to do that etc but at the time I was just like internalizing all those other people's stresses and worries and like just absorbing it and absorbing it and then I was just like I don't even know what I think anymore I don't even feel like I'm capable of doing anything (laughs) like it just I just felt like that whole training I felt like each day I was like instead of I feel like what they were trying to do is make it be like anybody can do this like you'll you'll be fine it'll be challenging but you'll be able to do it and you just have to believe in yourself but like I just felt like we were such there was such an oversaturation of information like there were panels where grad students would come in and talk about their experiences and then there were like random professors from the English department who would come and talk it was just constantly just people just talking and talking and talking yes. and talking at us and just yes. more and more information that was just kept getting thrown into us and I just like I was like I need to just develop in a opinion like I just need to like I need to like I just I just at a certain point like you get there it's like you're overloaded with so much information that you just can't choose you can't like decide you know and I was just that was not productive for me at all yeah it was (laughs) I don't even I can't imagine what was going through their minds when they were designing this like you know, you know, because like when you when you write a lesson plan or design a unit or whatever, the first thing you think is like, what's the objective? What should students be able to do at the end of it? I, I can't. Looking back, I cannot figure out what they were trying to get. Well, what they yeah. Go ahead. I think I think the objective of that week long training, which they know, like the, again, and they are set up to fail too. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a week to kind of like cram the knowledge of like how to be a teacher at all Mm -hmm. um of this subject isn't feasible and i think that's like the other advantage that every literally everyone else but the three of us had is that they had like they that pedagogy class the semester before Oh. Yes. Oh. Right. Yes. Okay, yeah. Oh, so Except they had to take three pedagogy classes? No. I think they just took two. Wait, oh. Wait, no. Oh, no. They were in... I went into the bathroom and stood in front of the mirror, naked, 
and wondered if something was wrong with me. Maybe this doesn't. Maybe this doesn't matter. This might be like. Just in terms of, like, for the podcast. Yeah, we could cut it out. Logistically, too much. No yeah. cuts. No cuts. Yes, cuts. No cuts. What? Whatever. Cut. <laughs> cut. Cut. I'm in control here. I'm the captain now. <laughs> God uh, damn it. <laughs> but it was just, yeah. It was, it was, it was bad. I, I'm looking yeah. through my notebook again. This is on August 22nd, 2019. <clears throat> I feel like a black hole. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to begin. I have no ideas. I have nothing I'm super jazzed about that I want to share with my students. Uh, I feel like I can't make friends. I feel cut off from everyday interaction. It goes on like that. Yeah. But oh, my God. <laughs> you're looking in your journal, okay? Yeah, I'm looking in my notebook. I wish I had my journal. I don't have it with me. I'm the it's... one from that time. Oh, my God. I'm I gonna, don't know. What day of the week was the 22nd of August of 2019? It that was would probably, have been like a Wednesday or Thursday. Probably. It was, it was like into the week. And yeah. I was just, like you said, they were oversaturating us. It was yeah. Thursday. It oh, started no. on, yeah. Sorry, I had a separate notebook for that because this begins with genre and genre theory. Oh. Okay, yeah. It starts with the actual start of the semester. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was... You know, I suspect that the problem is that they focused more on getting guest speakers and getting as many people to come in and talk to us about whatever than to, you know, actually teach. This is what I complained about in the survey they gave us is like, I don't, I was not told how to make a lesson plan. I was not told how to design a unit. I was not mm. told how to write a syllabus, and yet somehow they expected all three of those things from us somehow, which we all managed. But... I think, Bowen, like we were told those things, but because we were told so many things, it just wasn't possible to retain it. Like, I really do think yeah, we were I told believe those that. things. Yeah, probably. And I think that they did the best they could. And I think the things that did stick with me were like, I remember getting the most work done, like hiding alone and like working on my laptop in a corner of like the ballroom <laughs> or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, just finally just like putting the pieces together myself, after, like from the fallout of the bomb of information. <laughs> um, and I remember like, I don't know. I think my biggest concern the whole time was like not knowing what a comp class what like was right, supposed to yeah. do or was for. I think I, comp class. Yeah. yeah, I think I had less I struggled less with like the actual like pedagogical stuff that was that we were learning about or like whatever um or not learning about and more with what the class was as a concept. Yeah. That we were supposed to be teaching. And they assume that, oh, you all know what this class is. You all took this your first year in undergrad. Yeah. 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 So, Which we didn't all. No. Yeah. yeah I think I, I agree with you in that I didn't do it during the week. During the week, I basically just like regurgitated the template syllabus that they gave us. And that's mm -hmm. what I submitted. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. week after, I think the week after that, 
during my first week of classes, I went through and I was like, all right, what do I actually want to do? And I populated it with readings I actually liked, with topics I actually found interesting and wanted them to learn about. Mm-hmm. And then I submitted it and they were like, oh, okay, this looks good, but do you think you'll have enough time to implement it? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's the first week. And I implemented it and it was much better than what it would have been if I made them read fucking mm, allegedly Michel Foucault, but we all know it's pronounced Michael Falcault or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know? So I, Margaret, were you able to design your syllabus that first week? For those of you who can't, those of you at home listening, Margaret has found some sort a of fluff. cotton. This is, no, this is dog fluff. fur. It's a puff of dog oh, fur. Oh, wow. So yeah. cute. It's, no, like it's like whitish, wispy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dog tumbleweed. Sorry. It's fun. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I did. What do you mean you don't um, oh, okay. I just look back and it's like, woo, that's a hot mess. Because I just didn't know what I thought. I It was like, I came in and, like, you, like, Bo, and you, you guys were like, oh, like, Margaret, you had, like, some teaching experience. But, like, anything that I had, like... And I had learned in those experiences teaching at this parochial school, like, fell completely away for me. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't, like, reconcile them because I felt like what I, my biggest issue with this class was, like, and this goes back to, like, the oversaturation of information, was, like, I felt like I was supposed to be inhabiting, like, a template or something that a template for teaching that really just like didn't make sense to me and wouldn't be what I was going to do. Like I remember being so baffled about like just like having to teach. I was like, wait, do we just like assign them essays to read? Like what, 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 it just like didn't make sense to me, you know? And then like, how do we use this essay to talk about something? Like we need to talk about, what's happening rhetorically in the essay, like how the sentences are working. And like, I just, I think I really need to break things down like into very small pieces. Like we're going to talk about sentences today, you know, or Mm. something like that. It's just like, I, I get so, I still get so much anxiety when it comes to like breaking down a reading and talking about it with my students. I know I mentioned that last week because I'm just like really afraid of like silence, but I just felt like I, anything, any, like, opinions that I have developed, had developed about literature or about writing, I felt like they, like, left me that week, and I just didn't know, like, what to do, and I was just, like, what I was trying, and what I realize now is I was trying to write a syllabus where I could immediately plan out every single thing I was doing, so I was trying to write a syllabus but then I was also trying to force myself to write like a lesson plan lesson for my plan entire, for entire every single day yeah, and it's right. like yeah just for anybody listening to this that is not possible to do so don't <laughs> try to do it and what I ended up doing in the coming semester the semester after that where it's like I created my syllabus where I would add little bits of notes about like oh maybe I can do something like this or ask this sort of question and then I copy and pasted that syllabus and made a student version and I deleted all that stuff so it was like much more bare bones like we're going to discuss like discuss activity stuff like that and it was just much more like empty like yeah but I didn't like realize that we had to I just felt like it had to be like super specific and it had to be all planned out and I just was like I just remember staring at, like, 
a Friday of like the second week of them being like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this reading, but how are we going to talk about it? Like, it's just like, that. I was just like, what? if I don't know, I, it's just like, if I don't know what's going to happen right now, like it just, it will fail basically. Yeah. And, and I think for both, yeah. both semesters in general, I don't really know what happens. Like for the last third of the semester, it's very like, mm, you're going to work on your own uh, stuff. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, like, uh, I think something I realized uh, during the thing of, like, oh, I have to get this super detailed. I need to plan everything out. And then mm-hmm. what K, you were saying, like, oh, the last third you can say, is that I did not read any of the syllabi for my classes. I would probably, the instructor would probably no. go over it once in the beginning. I'd be like, whatever. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> Throw it away, and I was never looking at like, ooh, what's coming up on the schedule? How should I plan my life around this? It's like, <laughs> no, whatever. I show him the class. I come up to class, and like, uh, whatever he came up with, sure, why not? Which actually backfired, because a couple of times uh, people pointed something out on my syllabus, and they're like, are we doing that? And I was like, whoops, nope. Uh, yeah. that. <laughs> that. supposed to refer to it. I know. Oh, oh my God. you should refer to it, guys. And also. There's all the, this is semi-related. There's a moment where uh, the it turns out I guess the closet Christian Owl City fan uh, was out, and then they showed up on Wednesday and they're like, "Oh, uh, did I miss anything important on Monday?" And I was like, "What do we do on Monday?" <laughs> <laughs> and then well, eventually not. I just said, "No, you didn't." Yeah. No. She's like, "Oh, okay." It doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel like that was one of those, because, like, I think when I was, you know, you're growing up, you go to school, you think, like, oh, teachers know what they're doing. They definitely yeah. have everything planned out. That was probably one of those early moments where she was like, oh, okay, he's uh, as clueless as everyone else. But No, he pro- she probably just accepted it. She probably was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I doubt she would have gone. I don't think students ever, I don't know. I think, I bet my students my first semester thought I was, like, a fuck up and a freak. <laughs> oh my god, same. Um, like was like deeply just like ooh, but then like I just at the same For time those of I you feel listening at home when Margaret said ooh, she kind of like shook her shoulders around yeah. in her waist. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> but like I feel like students also don't spend that much time thinking about their teachers. Mm-hmm. I unless do. They're, like, ob- <laughs> unless they're like obsessed with. Well, school. that's your predilection. Yeah, um, I like, feel like I, I always gossiped about my teachers. What? Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't think maybe I'm a thing. freak. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think like all those kids who were like vacantly staring into space were like, oh, what can I do? I mean, I was definitely like True. disrespected by some of my male students and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I don't think Ooh, we should do an episode on that. Oh, that absolutely! Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Um, but I don't know. I I forgot the question. Was there a question? It was. It was like, uh, do students actually think of their teachers as humans, or even care about them? Was that a or, question? I don't know. But or it was like a. It was a discussion point. It was we kind of <laughs> just like went. It's a weird tangent. Feels like shit, huh? Anyway, it's just the end of the world. Margaret has now has has another tuft of dog hair. <laughs> Holding it up to the it. camera. We're losing momentum in this app. Wait, wait, to, like, Margaret, can you, can you, like, 
Uh, rustle it against your mic, the oh, dog yeah. fur. Some ASMR. Whoa. <laughs> That's really good. Does it sound good? I don't hear anything. It No, it sounds bad. No, stop. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Should we, so, should we wrap it up? Or I, what, I what do you want to do, Kay? Well, well why, don't, why don't we um, talk about, like, what was helpful? Oh, positivity, right. Positivity. Yeah. In the first week, and we didn't even get to the whole year of classes, just that no. one week. That was but, the worst part. The week but, was yeah. fine to me because it was like a little binge and then it was over. Mm. But then the... Anyway, what what worked? What worked? What worked yeah. for me... I can go first. Um, <laughs> what worked for me was sharing a pod... <laughs> a carol. A cubicle. A cubicle. With Margaret. <laughs> and I was on the other side yeah, and did not interact with you two. <laughs> I was not friends with you. Did you did you eavesdrop on our No, I had my earphones jammed as deep into my ear canals as possible and yeah. Brian Eno playing because I didn't want to be distracted. I wish that you were eavesdropping. I, so I could participate in this conversation now? Hey, what were you two talking about? We pedagogy? were talking about pedagogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. I feel like we talked about teaching and then like I feel like we did that more in, in the second semester though. Do you think so? Or are I we kind of are it. we we talk, it was both, probably. It was both. Yeah. It was both. Because then more... I was like, we should have a podcast about pedagogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Wait. that was that second... Yeah. I think that, that was... part of that was in second semester. Second semester. Did you say sure. that to Margaret first? Because I thought yes. we were... Oh, okay. And then you Google hanged me later, later and then like, oh, she started ped pod. It's not what you I think I just it thought is. we should all do it. Yeah. Because yeah. we all shared the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So that helped. Uh, not anything from an instructor, but the two of you learning on the ground, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, just like being able to talk about your like lessons with other grad students was helpful. And like, and like, I feel like there were times where we could like, we kind of like helped us helped each other like through like little like ruts and stuff yeah. like that when we like didn't know what to do. Um, and that was just, yeah, I, I found that very helpful. It just, yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. I didn't, the first semester pedagogy class, I barely remember, to be honest. Like, I just, um, I just, yeah, same. it just doesn't like, I just like, I just feel like it was hard for me to focus in that class. And part of it's because of the room that it was in. Um, but I just, I just remember being kind of overwhelmed in that class and like, just constantly feeling like, oh, like, uh, I'm not like a good enough of a teacher, etc. But then second semester, I liked because we like had a creative venture. Creative venture? Yeah. Bean. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, Bean this is exclusive Patreon content. Yeah. Whoa. Get yeah. scans and photos of your notebooks. Yeah. Oh my god, maybe the Patreon subscribers get a bean. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a hand-drawn bean, whatever theme you want. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what got you two through. Yeah. I, I, 
am similar to you, Margaret, in that that first semester, I do not recall, number one, because I don't <laughs> think we learned anything useful, and number two, because the whole time I was like, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> I, just, I thought I was so stupid, and I didn't yeah. know anything. And then when the second semester rolled around, I was like, I'm not stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> and, I was just, oh my God. and then you had your, your outbursts. I, I was acting out. I like, <laughs> God, I would like interrupt class. I would like, I was just like aggressively disrespectful to the point where in the middle of a class, the instructor emailed me like 15 minutes after I did a disruptive thing, they're like, Bowen, you just did this disruptive thing. It was really disruptive. Do you want to think about this? And then during break, she came up to me and she's like, did you just read my email about how you're disruptive? I was like, no, I didn't. You were really disruptive. I was like, okay, I get it. Thanks. But then like, I realized, because, oh, God, that was well, a required like course. You're here, but you're not yeah. present. Yes, yeah. something like, yeah. yeah, exactly. We need you to be fully present. Not just God. physically present. Not just physically <laughs> present. I was really annoying, and I think everyone hated me for it. The person who sat next to me week after week eventually just moved to the opposite <laughs> side of the table because she didn't want to. I think she recognized. God, and God, it was. I was acting out because, I don't know, it was probably out of frustration. And, like, I had to meet... Uh, with the instructor in her office hours and she was like, oh, what do you think you can do differently? I was like, oh, I guess I can uh, Do the readings and not interrupt in class and she was like, yeah, that's baseline. I was like, yeah, I know and that's what I did for us this semester, but it was it was a required course. Did you get course. a grade for that? I think wow. I got an A. I think I got a higher <laughs> grade in that class than in the podcast class I took, which I really liked. <laughs> but was similarly really annoying in because I, we don't need to get into it, but, um, oh. God, no, it was, it was a required course. And eventually there came a point where I was like, if I am this annoying and get a failing grade, I'm going to have to take this class again. And so then I was like, I need to pull it together. I pulled myself up in rock bottom. I did the bullshit work. And I don't have to take that class again. Yeah. So it all I think this out. is a great example. Um, we are both uh, teachers and students. Yeah. <laughs> I think and I learned. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Human. Whether it's doodling during dancer. class or <laughs> or just. <laughs> Being extremely disruptive. Yeah. It's oh bad. my god. Okay. I, yeah. Should I we do our closing activity? Oh wait. Can we talk about? Can we talk about what? SP for just a little longer? Yeah, like, for sure. Spa, just for a little longer. Spa. Sure. Just because I feel like it's like funny. Um. I, I just want to say that to anybody listening, this was a large classroom, and it was this like extremely large oval-shaped table with a variety of chairs around it. And it was like, there was a massive beam that would like <laughs> the vision from like the teacher standing at the front of the oval to the back. And oh, all I of thought like you the... said beam. I thought you said a giant Oh no, bean. I meant beam, like a, like a yeah. beam holding up the, the wall right. and the floors and the ceilings. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, 
it was like all of like I felt like the better students would sit like closer to like the chalkboard. So so like at the head of one side of the oval, like the teachers were there, and like all mm. the better students were sat like closer to them. I felt. And then we would kind of like gradually disperse, and like we were always, we always sat behind the beam. Yeah. 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 And, we were and there were, just, oh, like, and there were and like the beam is where the outlet was. Yeah. So also, this room was like devastatingly hot. It was just like <laughs> the there worst. was, it was hard to breathe in there. And one of the windows opened, and it was in the very back of the room. Like, so yeah, very that poor also circulation. Was, that was a huge factor, I think, for me. I would just get, like, hot and sleepy and just, like, yeah. want to leave. Yeah. That, is, that is, like, COVID Petri dish, if anyone yeah. holds a class in there. Truly, yeah. And I, I remember, like, these are three-hour classes, and I do <laughs> remember just, like, am I asphyxiating? Is there too much CO2 in this room? Like, I could not. I felt fatigued just sitting in there. Yeah. Thankfully, the one window that opens, it actually leads into the ceiling, and you can walk around on there. Wait, which, really? Yeah, I did it, like, oh, oh, yeah. at wait, night. When you said ceiling, I... Wait. You did that at night? The, the, this, the, the top of the building. Yeah. It leads thought... out into the building. Yes, yes. No, yeah. Yeah, when... it's nice. You should try it. They have ladders around there strategically placed so that you can get around, probably for construction people or whatever. Yeah. So. But saying... anyway, we shouldn't... So, yep. Oh, I was wondering if that was a way that you disrupted class one day. Just no, like that was out not. Into the roof. No, actually, the the nonfiction workshop was also held in that room. And during a break, I I just went out onto the roof. But any cool. no one joined me. I thought they would, but. Spa, <laughs> spa, and what else? What else do we need to talk about? Spa, spa. Oh, no. It sucked. Okay, positivity. Okay, positivity. Positivity. Um, it was co-taught, and I liked one of the instructors, um, or like knew how to like interact with, with them. And then um, I also think that co-teaching um, is a good thing. Like, I would like to co-teach a class. Mm-hmm. That would be. It would be so dope to co-teach seminar and comp with like either of you or like someone else you know just it would be fun mm-hmm. i don't know that's yeah. my positive positive note I also think- that like in the in the in the class we did for our first semester that was the first time i heard the phrase anti-racist pedagogy mm-hmm. and like there was a really constructive i felt workshop about that yeah, that was a really. I remember yeah. that was that was a really good workshop. Yeah, I do not remember that at all. You weren't physically. You weren't like present. <laughs> yeah. You might have been physically present, Bowen, but you were not. But I was not mentally there. Mentally no. there. That was no. That was that was a good. That's one of the, yeah. I remember that. That was really good. Yeah, a positive thing for me about the, I guess, or just like the pedagogy experience we had our first year. Um. In a way, like, getting all the information that I got, I had to go through a process of, like, learning to, like, reject a lot of it. Not, like, reject it, but, like, take what made sense to me and, like, 
kind of be emboldened to do things my way. And, like, I kind of feel like I just, like, going through the process my first semester, like, I just sort of realized, like, I actually do know how to teach. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, like, an amazing teacher, but, like, I know, I'm understanding how to do it. I'm learning how to do it. And I really just need to, like, follow my instincts that I have as a teacher, as a writer, because I actually think they're pretty good most of the time. So I had to go, but I feel like I had to go through the process of, like, kind of inhabiting other people's pedagogies and other people's, like, ways of teaching for a long time before, or, like, for that first semester before I was able to get to that. Yeah. And then, I feel like that always happens to me. Like, it takes me a really long time to, like, figure something out. Like, I feel like longer than most people. And then I'm, like, one day I'm, like, oh, I get it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it just, like, becomes very clear and then so when that, I started to be like, oh, I get it, like a few weeks into my second semester of teaching. And then I was like, this class is stupid. <laughs> like, I was like, and I'm just going to talk and like make kind of like, like points that are. I loved participating in that mm-hmm. class because then it felt like check. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Done. And I, I like they were probably keeping track. Yeah. I like to participate, and then I would participate, and then that's sort of what I feel like gave me the leeway to take like three bathroom breaks per class. <laughs> I just did I, it anyway. I just had to leave. I just and had to see, get out. We and so I think it's it's important to note again that we are our students and not just teachers because right now, like what we're saying is like my worst fear of like what my students would say about my <laughs> class i'm like oh no they're like only participating so that they can mentally check out immediately afterward they're like leaving to go to the bathroom all the time oh fuck i mean like it helps that we don't teach a three hour long class with like yes and it helps that we don't teach graduate students who i'm sure all think that they know everything yeah definitely i we, do not think i know anything well, you know what I mean, though. Like, we're, like, smart and capable uh, mm-hmm. at something. <laughs> sure, no, I know what you're saying, though. The difference yeah. between grads, yeah, and us and undergrads, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, and then, like, so then having to have a required class at that level of instruction yeah. is just, like, That's really shitty. Yeah. yeah. So I feel bad for anyone. Who- yeah, it's, it's like, it, I, I'm sure it's not anything that people... It's probably, like, the most dreaded, like, class assignment in the department, probably. Here's the I thing. Would think. <laughs> Here's the thing. There was a, a fiction faculty member who was, like, I feel like her vibe is, like, cool girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Who was, like, oh, I used to teach that. I loved it. It was so much fun. And I was, like, I would have loved it if you'd taught it. Holy yeah. shit. That would have been so fun. But yeah. I, I think... With what you were saying about the it being a required course, among uh, like people of this like people getting their advanced degree or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that um, that kind of fed into the attitude and like yes. atmosphere I felt like when we were all in the classroom we would be like oh haha we're friends we're having so much fun here and then like the second we leave everyone would be like this is bullshit i'm yeah. probably i think i'm projecting wasn't that bad the class you mean the I actual class it All wasn't it. honestly it wasn't that bad you're right we're just <laughs> complaining to complain but 
No, I, that's something I really, I, I don't, you know what? Okay, I was telling you once where it was, we were talking about the first week orientation and I was like, yeah, I felt like everyone was like really fake and chummy and they were pretending to be friends, but nobody was. And I was like, and you were, you were like, no, I, I became friends with Margaret. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh, sure. I'm just projecting my own insecurities onto this thing, whatever. Yeah. But no, I really do think there is this sort of like false chumminess, at least in the semester long regular class. Or am I crazy? I don't know. I Whatever. felt like a false hostility. I felt the opposite. What, what do you mean? I felt there was like this like mutual, I don't know. It was a weird vibe. It was like sometimes a good vibe. And then sometimes just like, I was like, I feel like people in this, some people in this room hate each other's guts. And I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, I, I got that for sure. There was a lot of tension between, I remember one, at least one class. Well, okay, first there of all, people- There was some eye rolling. There was some- Really? Man, <laughs> yes. you guys are paying yeah. attention oh and looking God. at people. But there was oh, a tension wow. between one of the instructors and one of the grad students, I think. Yeah. I'm not going to say their names, obviously, but I very much perceived that, like, yeah. a lot of sparring back and forth, and it's just- was complicated by many different factors in my opinion um mm-hmm. but like like the dynamic of the sparring um I don't know it was just yeah there was I think there was I think people just held like a, a fuck ton of like resentment for having to take the course in the first place <laughs> yeah and then like unfortunately I I don't think I was like that I just was like I think I was really very much like Bowen I was just like stupid you stupid. Don't talk. <laughs> Shrink into the chair. <laughs> like, that, that's like into the so much. Of, yeah, leather I like never, chair with the I, coils I hanging out. I never of the talked in that class, and I actually usually do talk in classes, but I just never talked in that class because I felt like I had no idea. I felt like my ideas were stupid and all of that. But no. Yeah. No, that's something I thought of. Like, I think I made a note in my notebook. Like, make at least one intelligent comment per class. And then I'm like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't come up. I literally could not come up with anything. Yeah. I don't think I, like, so eventually, um, like I said, in the first semester, I didn't participate because I was like, I'm so stupid. But then I became much more mentally well the second semester. And then I, I directed it outward and I was like this is so stupid you're so stupid <laughs> but speaking another tangent of like sparring and resentment I was the object of really intense resentment from a graduate student who I didn't I didn't understand it's it's a whole thing but yeah. it was I talked oh, about wow. it a lot with my therapist, let me tell you. Wow. Like, the amount of money I charged the insurance company <laughs> so that I could work through my feelings because of my dealings with this person was... Who I really like. I know. That's the hardest thing about it, is that <laughs> none of you are on my side with this. And the, I'm, oh, she's I'm great. on multiple sides. Yeah, are you? Too. Both I'm sides? I'm on everyone's Both side. Sides. Okay. <laughs> sure. really I, no, I support I support you. I, I don't think I don't I think do. no, no, it's fine. I'm kidding. You well. Yeah. It's I don't know. That was I hated that class is the long and the short of it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Positivity. Positivity. Yeah. I was going to say something similar to you too in that similar to you Margaret especially of that like we were overwhelmed and inundated with so much stuff. And eventually, as we just kept teaching, I was like, oh, wait, 
I can kind of figure this out. I just have yeah. to follow my own instincts of what I think works and is interesting and what doesn't work and isn't interesting. So mm -hmm. it's actually kind of similar to the writing workshops we take in that like you'll get a lot of feedback. Uh, some people will read your work more closely and more generously than other people. But you need to you can you need to get to a point of like what's actually useful, what is not, what can I incorporate? Mm -hmm. So I yeah. agree. I think the moral of all of this is follow your heart and be true to yeah. yourself. Yeah, I think so no, too. No, I completely yeah, I completely. But like agree. actually, <laughs> no, because like it's like you can't like and you can't like teach something that you just literally don't care about. Like I had to. I feel like my process of learning how to teach seminar and comp was like. And this is something actually that one of our one of our teachers said that K and I's teacher said second semester that like crystallized this, but like it was basically like you can teach writing, or or they said I teach writing, but I never like forget that I'm a poet teaching this mm -hmm. writing class or something like that. And so for me, it was like how can I teach like a, a rhetoric class, so like English 101 essay writing class, and never forget that I'm a poet. And I just ended up doing that, and I was like, okay, well, what do I know a lot about? Like, oh, I know a lot of, I use imagery a lot in my writing. So, like, I'm just going to talk a lot about imagery because that's something I know about. Yeah. And it, it worked. Like, I, I genuinely felt like my students learned and produced interesting work in a way that they did not my first semester. And I very mm. much, I don't think, I don't think it was just because my first semester students were kind of crappy. I think I just, I was following my instincts as a writer because like you have instincts as a writer mm -hmm. at least mfa students do yeah. i don't know about phd I, students uh, what, what do you think okay Ooh. that was zesty oh man she <laughs> has been thrown yeah. i want to apologize to all the phd students listening we love you yeah uh, we do don't take don't take anything to heart but follow <laughs> your heart all right okay. i feel like um we can kind of wrap it up yeah. Uh, do either of you have a closing activity? Because this is something, Margaret, you're like, oh, if I come up with a closing activity during um, the course of our long-ass conversation. We could do, like, a really quick, like, All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, I'm going to take attendance again. So like I said, I'm Instructor Bowen. Uh, Kay, is Kay here? I'm here, but I'm not present. I know. And uh, I'm looking down the sheet, Margaret. Here. All right. Uh, thank you for a wonderful class. This has been PedPod, the pedagogy podcast. It's, it's not, not what, what you, you think. think.